Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. Time to rock and roll. Special guest tonight, Conrad. Yes, yes. Today in the garage, we have with us the Republican mayor of Marion, Indiana, Ronald Douglas Morell Jr. Everybody, give a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. You, you call me by my full government name, like my mama, <laughs> like my mama's name. <laughs> I, like, I like it, man. Well, I, I just you're wanna, not in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I just wanted to 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 pay respect because this is a very. Uh, I know what it's like to be in an election, man. Oh, really? I didn't know that, man. You? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've this is my second term on the Mississippi Wall School Board. I got you, hey, man. And I yeah. was, I was in a, 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 a it, it was an experience. Yeah, yeah. It was an experience. <laughs> so, give everybody some of your background, man. Man, so I'm uh, born and raised in Marion, Indiana. Been here all my life, so all, all 30 years. Mm-hmm. I um, have a wife. Two kids, two daughters, um, and yeah, man, we just love Marion, Indiana. I mean, I grew up. Uh, most people don't know this. I grew up playing drums uh, in church, so I actually got my degree from Indiana Wesleyan in uh, music. Yeah, so I was a musician mm-hmm. for the most of my life, and just like every other Indiana kid, I grew up playing basketball too. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a part of it. Yeah, so that's who I am, man. I, if I was the the sum how I was raised and who I am now, it's just based off of uh, faith, family, and hard work. That's Mm-hmm. That's who I am. Oh, know? I like that. Yeah, man. That's that's yeah. who I am, and that's what I you know kind of build my base around for everything I do. Well, and you know, you've mentioned before, you know, God's called you to destroy walls. Yeah, man. And build bridges. Yeah, and yes. I mean, I think I mean even in this now that I've trying to went into this political arena, man. There's a lot of um, walls I've already destroyed in this. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the record years of, of crossover votes from, from Democrats to Republicans. So right. people. We're voting for, uh, you know, me as a person, as a not, not even necessarily just attached to party things. And mm-hmm. another thing that um, by the time this podcast comes out to be public is I'm going to the state house, and I'll be acknowledged by the Indiana Black Caucus for the uh, yes. mayor. So now, what's interesting about this though? That's usually exclusively exclusively for Democrats. They never. Oh they wow. Never ne- I mean, not even once ever did they do anything for um, Republicans. Really? So this would be the first time ever, man. So not only on the local level are we destroying some walls, but it's happening on the state level as well, yep. man. So it's just, it's, it's very encouraging, you know, because po- politics can be very divisive at times. And oh, I've, yeah. I've been, I've, been very, <laughs> I've been very encouraged to see that this campaign and this my short time in office has been very unifying. Awesome. And that's, you know, and that's, He's very well spoken. Very, very, very. Like, like, he, well, like he came here, and, and he had a message, Teddy. Uh-huh. And yeah, I yeah. like it. I yeah. like the message, That's, man. Well, it, and it, just like you, know, you mentioned before, you, know, you, you said at an early age that you felt called into the ministry. Yeah. So I business um, and servant leadership. Yeah, you have yeah. to be a servant. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about. Really, all leadership is just a type of servant. Yes. Right. And I think when people get lost in the sauce of it is when they forget that they're serving people. Mm-hmm. No matter, I mean, no matter if you're leading your own company, leading the church, leading a city, or leading the United States, I mean, what you're doing is, is serving people. And as long yes. as you remember that, I think you'll be okay. Uh-huh. And when you forget it, that's when you see people start doing crazy stuff, you know. So. Yeah, because uh, me and Ted have, we've spent our time being volunteers. And when you're a volunteer, you, you, you just, you, get, you pour your heart and soul. And I don't care what anybody says, Ted. You can vouch for this volunteering is good for the soul even when you do it like especially when you do it 
for the youth in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and, and, yeah, I mean, volunteering, no matter what, I guess, uh, industry you volunteer in, I mean, it help. you know you're helping somebody. I mean, uh-huh. I think in our society today, we get so uh, self-centered uh-huh. yeah. that we forget, you know, that the, the real meaning of all this, man, how can you help your neighbor? You know, uh-huh. how can you do what's best for everyone around you? So, man, that's, those are my focuses, man. I try to, I always try to stay locked in, and then one way, if I ever get off off track, my wife is always there to try to reel me back in. You know, Isn't it funny me. how they do that? It, it, man, they're, they're good at it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they always know which way to turn. Yep, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> but now, what's interesting, you know, it says, you know, you're a minister, you're an entrepreneur, community leader, but you're also a motivational speaker. Yeah, man. So I'm actually, um, I'll actually be headed, headed to a, a local, uh, regional university tomorrow, Hunting University, and doing a, a speaking for them in front of all of their students. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I mean, I get booked for, the bookings are picking up now, but I get books for um, various things like that. It's usually geared towards um, youth, so like mm-hmm. 20 and under is really, really where I get booked the most. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, yeah, any any arena that I, if anyone wants to call me for, I'd love to come and do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Man. So, I know that you used to help out with the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Correct? Yep. So, I, I used to run the Boys and Girls Club. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Executive yeah. director. Yep. Mm-hmm. Teddy's got some. And Yeah, because your growth, your budget in two yeah. years went up to $500,000. Yeah, man. So, when, when I took over the organization, um, for those who are listening who are from Grant County, know that the organization had been through some turmoil. Yes. You know, and um, so I took over in 2021 in September, and I walked in. I had one employee, um, was the front desk person, and we had seven kids. So by the time I left, we had um, 10 employees, um, 90 kids, and a, and a budget of half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And it all started, man, it's just you got to be genuine in what you want to do, right? So people, yes. I think the people um, were able to see that I was genuine about wanting to serve the kids. Mm-hmm. And then they were bought into the vision and they started supporting, man. And then one of the pivotal changes for us was uh, Marion Community Schools agreed to have the buses drop the kids off directly mm-hmm. after school to the facility. And that, yep. that was that was like one of the final uh, kicks to get us get us going. Right. And that's and, and what a lot of people don't understand, you know, it's it's Grant County. Yes. It's not just It's not Marion. just Marion. Yeah. And, and that's one of the messages that I, I tried to push as I was there. But for the longest time, it always was conveyed as the, the Marion Boys and Girls Club. But right. it's, uh, it's always uh-huh. has supposed to have been the Grant County Boys uh-huh. and Girls Club. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, so we had 90 kids, and most of them were from Marion. So, really, we could have been ha- we could have had probably 200 kids, 300 uh-huh. kids, if, yeah. if we would have, if, I, if um, my tenure would have been longer to be able to right. reach out to all the county schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, see, I, I can remember the old Boys and Girls Club. Down on Clark Street. Oh, you talking about a sweat house. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, so I actually, um, I got to play basketball in there like like two years right before the new one was built. Uh And I remember that the the roof would leak and they used to have a trash can in the middle of the floor. And you had to like (laughs) go around it. Yeah, man, it's a wild time. (laughs) The opposing team always had an extra defender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So building from that Mm -hmm. to political office what piqued your interest in politics and especially throwing your hat in as the as big of a ring as the mayor yeah ring um really i mean it's it's it's, it's a couple things but one that i'll share today is the uh the kids really propelled me man so when i first started at the club um 
at that time when I had seven to ten kids, I, I used to do all the classes myself, and I asked them, you know, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they mm -hmm. all kind of looked at each other, and they raised their hand and said that um, – they want to go to the NBA, uh -huh. which I mean, you know, come on, we're, we're, man, this area is basketball. So that's, right. that's like the, the traditional answer for, especially for the urban community. And I said, okay, you know, I didn't want to kill anyone's dream. So I said, if that's, well, what's, what's your plan B just in case if that doesn't work? Uh -huh. And this work kind, kind of got disturbing. So they all, the same, you know, raised their hand. I said, well, we're, we're going to sell drugs. Oh, so man. in their mind, they're either going to go to the NBA or they're going to go right to the streets. And that's the only two options that they could formulate. Mm -hmm. So. After that, I'm like, okay, I got to show this generation, the next generation, and previous generation, I got to show everyone that you can be right here from Marion, Indiana, and become anything you want to be, you know, mm -hmm. even, even the mayor of a city. So I set on this task that, quite frankly, seemed impossible. Now, looking back, I was crazy to even think I could do this. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, I was, I mean, to think that yeah. I could be, at the time, I was 20, 20, 20, 29. At the time, no, I was 28 when I decided. Um, at the time, being 28 years old, um, Young, African-American, never been in political experience before in my life, mm -hmm. never ran for anything in my life, didn't have any political connections coming into this. Mm -hmm. Looking back now where I'm at, that was an absolute crazy thing, man. Uh -huh. But that motivation from the kids and from my family, and ultimately, I believe God called me in to do it. That's what pushed me across the line. And that's, you've got to be one of the youngest mayors as well. The second. So there's okay. one, there was one younger than me in Marion, was uh, Tony Maidenberg. He was okay. twenty. He was 29, and I was okay. 30 when I became yep. a kid. Yep. Yeah. That's I can remember him. Yeah. Well, I really, I really do appreciate you standing up and being the, the model for these kids because I thought that as well. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I, I need to to walk it like I talk it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And show the kids that I'm trying to that I'm trying to influence mm -hmm. because I the rules have reversed now. When I was a kid, I needed somebody like me, the yeah. person I am today. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be that for somebody else. Right. And I thought, what other way to do it but step into the political arena? Yeah, man. And, and yeah, I like your vision. I especially like the message. So with that being said, elected mayor, eh, wide margin. It was, man. I'm thankful for the people, yeah, man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You had a good, you had a good message. Mm -hmm. I, you know, your heart's in the right place. What does it mean to you? Even the history of it, man. Like, um, and, and people ask me this all the time, man. From like, your city, like, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, when you're making history, mm -hmm. I don't think you really realize it in the moment. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't, I don't. Maybe it will never internalize while I'm in office, or maybe even in my in the next foreseeable future, but maybe one day I'll be able to look back like, wow, that was that was that was a historical moment. Uh -huh. I mean, like somebody said to me earlier today, like, this is this will be in like somebody's social studies book one day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I just I never really processed it on my own because you know when, when you're in the moment you're not doing it for this like self gratification of making history. You're just doing it, you know. Right. So like I think back like we're in Black History Month now, I think back like when Martin Luther King was doing his stuff, he wasn't thinking like, oh man, I'm making history. He was just doing what was right, right in yeah. that moment. So, I mean, so to answer that question, I don't know if I've truly internalized what it really means. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to, and I try to think about it, but there's so much happening in the moment, in the, in the action of everything that I haven't had the chance to really process what all it means to not only myself and my family, but the whole entire city and generations before me and 
um, after me. And I, and I almost wonder, Teddy, when he's going to find time to internalize that because oh, man. you probably hit the ground not running but sprinting. Yeah, man, full, full, full throttle, man. And one of the things that I had got encouraged, somebody said, hey, you know, they try to get me to slow down all the time. I said, slow down. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So then I, I, I got on YouTube one day. I just started looking up people running marathons, especially in the Olympics. But them dudes are sprinting. What, what we think of as a yeah. sprint, they're sprinting uh, the whole yeah. They're sprinting the whole That time. many miles. Right? Yeah. Now in the world. Yeah. That's... They run the 13, 20-some miles, miles or whatever it is. And they're what the average person would consider a, a sprint the whole entire time. Yeah. So I sent the video back to the person. I said, hey, you know, this is the kind of marathon I'm running. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like yeah it's the kind yeah. of marathon I'm running, man. Well, but, but, you know, just speaking of hitting the ground running, mm -hmm. your first night. You were with the police department, yeah, the fire man. department. Yeah, man. I think that that's amazing. That's I mean, th those are two of the entities that hold our city together. Mm -hmm. um, so yep. I wanted to come out and show them support, and mostly I wanted to learn from them and get their experience, man. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it, was, it was on New it was on New Year's Eve. I went out um, at one thirty, so technically New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve, and so it's kind of it was a little bit, you know, it's a little bit crazy on those days. <laughs> so man, there was a I, we were on one side of town, and there was a. Um, a fight and a drug bust on the other side. So we're racing down the, racing down the bypass to get to the situation, and um, we get out. We, you know, uh, not we. They get out. I'm, uh, st I'm sitting in the car. You know? <laughs> Just to yeah. be clear, I'm in the car. Get out, you know. And they wrestled the guy down full of drugs. I mean, it was all kind of meth, heroin, etc. Oh, but one of the things that I realized, um, first of all, the police and fire both sacrificed so much, man. That I don't think oh, yeah. unless you and go out and experience it with them at least once, you don't really internalize mm -hmm. how yeah. much they're going through. So after, I mean, just after that situation, that experience, seeing the fight, seeing the drugs taken off the guy, seeing him try to swallow the, um, the uh, what's the blue pill everyone's doing right now? The um, Fentanyl? Fentanyl. Uh, yeah. See him try to fentanyl. Then they had to rush him to the hospital because yeah. it was, he was now he's an overdose protocol. Uh -huh. Then the same officer, he was just fighting, had to stay with him to make sure he didn't die of overdose. And they had six hours and finished the overdose protocol, then still taken to jail. It took me like two weeks to just mentally recover <laughs> just from that one situation. Sure. And these, are, these, these men and women are doing this every day. So I'm like, man, so my appreciation from going out with them on that first day changed my life forever, man. So I'm... If I can do it all over again, I would do the same thing and go out with both police and fire. So I did that. Police from like 1 to like 4.30. Went home, went to sleep for a second. Went to the fire at um, 6. Soon, literally, man, as soon as I sat down in the firehouse, all the alarms started going off. <laughs> and we shooting to a fire. I'm like, man, y'all are, are crazy, man. I don't, I, I don't, how do y'all do this every day? Uh -huh. You guys have, you can have anything you want from me. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Yep, you know? so yeah. yeah. But I would encourage everyone in, in any capacity that you can, spend some time with it. Your public safety, because what they're what they're the, the sacrifices that they're making are, are immeasurable. Well, and that's that's like Conrad and I'll tell people all the time. So mm -hmm. they're heroes. I yeah, mean, man. Yeah. That's yep. look up to those kind of people. Not yeah. Not these yeah superstar athletes. Yep. You know. Yeah. These guys are putting their life on the line every man, day they, for man. for not a whole lot of pay. Not and they have humble paychecks. Yeah, man. They're out yeah. there keeping us keeping us safe, keeping man. You safe. So yes. after after that experience I had, man, I'm like, first of all, I can never be a police officer who <laughs> fired me. But so those who do it, I appreciate I appreciate you more than I can ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. and yet, that when you became mayor, you had to put a couple new people in place, correct? Yeah, man. You so mention them. Yeah, so um, so as mayor, you have the liberty to appoint department heads. Mm -hmm. Well, really. 
you could change everybody you want to, but it's just advised to just stick with your department head. Right. So in my situation, um, we had a few people retired. So our mm -hmm. city attorney, our um, chief of police, and our fire chief all retired, so those mm -hmm. left vacancies. Right. So what I decided to do is I put together a committee that, that held interviews for, uh, I think we had, like, between all three of those positions, like 12 candidates, and they put some time in, man, long hours, man, uh -huh. um, interviewing individual people, and then they, they recommended who they thought would be the best one, and then I vetted them to the final vetting I selected. I think every single one they recommended is who I end up selecting. Okay, so, good, good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty smart of you to, mm -hmm. to, like, just get into it. Hey, I need a committee. Yeah. Vet these guys. Yep. Bring me your choice. Yep. And let's rock and roll. Yeah, man. It also takes the pressure off of you, you know. Cause right. Yeah. You, you, ultimately, the mayor, you still make the final decision, but it feels better when you have support behind uh -huh. the decisions you make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of support. Yeah. You know, who headed up your campaign? So, um, my, I had a full team, right? So, my campaign um, chair was Keenan Davis. That's a former guest on here. Okay, yeah. yeah. My um, my two campaign, um, I can't even remember what they're called now. I, I, they have to forgive me. My two campaign managers were um, Dr. Jada Montero and Kathy Witherspoon. Okay. And then I had a treasurer, Candy Akers, and I had um, a fundraise um, management team of um, two people, the the Hoaxamas, Dr. Jeanette Hoaxama, Scott Hoaxama. Then I had a... Um, I don't want to forget anybody because I started naming people. <laughs> I had a, I had a, some advisors. Tim Meckley was on the team. I had um, event coordinators. Um, I mean, all together, man, I probably had 10 people that constantly met to pull things off. Then I had the campaign consultant that that came in out of um, the Carmel area to give, like, when you see my like my commercials or emails uh -huh. or text yep. messages, yep. that's who that was through. Because I'll tell you right now, your social media mm -hmm. was slapping, bro. Yeah, right on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was awesome. And I hired a student from Indiana Wesleyan who ran that. Really? Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Teddy, look at this guy's TikTok. Yeah. Man, he looks that. Oh, my gosh. He looks like he looks like he's running for the governorship. <laughs> he's not running for mayor. He's yeah, running man. for governor. That's funny, man. Yeah. And so shout out to them. So um, the people who. Did my recording my videos was um, aerial Im imagery, well formerly known as aerial imagery. I think they go by um, media outfitters now. His name is Rob Bugar, and then another company out of um, Indianapolis shot one of my commercials, and then I had another company out of South Carolina shot another one of my commercials. But the majority of my my video content you've seen was done by Robert Bugar with media outfit. Wow. Do you think that played now? Because me and my better half, we we. We've been anticipating this. Yeah. This whole. She's like, "Are you prepared? Are you ready for it?" Yeah. I was like, he, "He's he's just a person, just like yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. That's and what I mean. said. <laughs> now, now he is mayor, so yeah. Yeah. Like I'm psyched for it. I'm ready uh -huh. to go. She's like, "How how big a part do you think his social media played in mm -hmm. him getting elected? Because of his his." you know him being younger mm -hmm. and this is the this is now the voters that are going to be voting for from the time they're 30 until yeah you know and i was like you know what you're right Th this is going to be how people campaign now. yeah social media man it's like uh so i mean so i 
I, I come up from in my era, so I'm 30 years old. So mm-hmm. I remember when I was too young for MySpace when it first hit, but I got into it when I was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. So I remember life a little bit before social media, but the majority of my teenage years where people were transitioning heavy into social media. So people my age, like, that's what we remember and know. But now you got to remember people mm, 18 to 25, all they know is social media. Right. So, yeah. so that's all, that's yeah. all that's their whole life, yeah. right? So, so, so what you're correct in the analysis is that from now on, people's campaigns will have to be social media driven heavy. You know, so I think that um, uh, we, we, we put together like a well rounded campaign so we we i put super heavy on social media mm-hmm. but i also did some of the old school stuff like we knocked on doors right right um we sent out mailers i was showing up to the events you know mm-hmm. um i i'm trying to think another old school thing that we did newspaper articles radio mm-hmm. uh-huh. so i still did all of the traditional stuff because it's still there's still a good majority base that that's what they know yeah. Yeah. but over the next you know five ten fifteen years that's going to phase out right yeah. it'll be heavy social media you're right. Yeah. All social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's strange when you talk about MySpace because mm-hmm. I do remember that. I'm, I'm 46. Okay. And I, I remember how important it was to, like, I was like, oh, I got to start a My, MySpace page. <laughs> and, and now I, I don't even, I haven't even looked at MySpace page. And, yeah. oh, man, now I kind of want to just to see where I was at at yeah, that time. I don't even know if they still have I mean, They might have been out of business, man. <laughs> I, 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 I have to check I, it out, man. You know, I have no idea. But <laughs> see, now my daughter, I'm like, hey, uh, you friend requests me on Facebook. She's like, Dad, Facebook's for old people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, old people? What? Facebook's for old people? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I was like, You're oh. on TikTok now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, and, uh, but I've been on TikTok. Yeah, and man. That gets addictive, though. It's very much addictive. You know, you find uh-huh. yourself just scrolling, scrolling. Yep. Like you go yep. down a rabbit hole of watching, yeah. you know. And then what I figured out now, man, so if I get on TikTok, it's hard, it's, it's hard for me to even watch movies because I want all my information in like 15 to 30 seconds. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, yep. yeah, you yeah, want so. that content yeah. condensed. Yep. Listen, man, I don't know about you, and I, this is a, I, I don't want to put you on anything, but I catch <laughs> myself going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. There's this veterinarian, and he, and he uh, uh, shoes cows. Yeah. And he's yeah. like... Cows. I seen, I seen the horses one get Yeah, done. the yeah. festering, like yeah. the cow stepped yep. on a nail, and I was, I just find myself just watching that. Yeah, man. Listen, I've never been around a cow. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just so interesting. Yeah, man. Um, what are what are your hopes and expectations, and uh, aspirations for the city of Marion? Man, I I, I want to. Retain. I mean that's a lot. Yeah. Of so uh, I want to retain the people in the town we have. Yeah. And I also want to recruit more. Mm-hmm. You know. So recruiting, uh, retainment, and recruitment is my focus, right? So I think that a lot of time, I mean, there's a whole bunch of large and smaller projects that go into this, but the overall umbrella is, man, how do I grow the city, right? I think we grow the city by retaining the people in the town we have, and then also recruiting more people in. But I think it first starts with retaining the town that we have, because sometimes. We get so focused on outside, trying to bring people in, you know, who can we get to move here? Who new can we get? Mm-hmm. Then we forget that, like, the next generation of talent is, like, is already here. Right. What's happening is we're losing them to other people. Uh-huh. You know, so how do we start, how do we focus on keeping them here? That's, that, those are my, that's, my, that's my focus. So, life-changing diversity class and series. Yeah. So that, so, um, so the Republican, Indiana Republican Party has a, um, diversity series where they bring, um, you apply for it, but they bring um, Republicans all across the state from diverse backgrounds, whether it's mm-hmm. um, 
ethnic or whether it's um, uh, uh, some other diversity they use, women, ethnic, um, sexual diversity. I don't want to say the wrong religion, religion, yeah, economic and all that, yeah. all the diversity yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, so um, yeah, so I signed up for that class last year. And the connections, man, that that I was I was able to make from that are, was incredible, man. Yeah. Like, cause you're pick, they took you in front of. We spent a day at the state house. We spent a day at the racetrack with. I'm not a racer, but the guy that we got to spend a day with, his name is Paul Unser. Uh-huh. Just all day. Really? We, we cooked it with him all day, man. Like in this, right in this, his suite at the 500. You know, wow. um, we went to different law firms. We went to um, every everything that you want to do politically. They, they put you in front of all the connections. Now I was I was I was in, I was the only one in the class at that time actually running for something, so it, it was it was helping me in real time. Right. Everyone else it was preparing for what they might want to do in the future. Okay. So yeah, man, it, it really helped me out. Awesome. So you step into office, your first week. I've got to know, man. I'm sure. I'm sure that you probably got a ton of emails, calls, text messages. Yeah. Uh, anonymous letters i'm sure that you probably got a ton of stuff because there for a minute it was so trending in marion the dam oh man they they, <laughs> the dam and they so um i, I didn't take the dam out this was like, <laughs> <laughs> i know you weren't out there in waiters smacking them with a sledgehammer it, it was a decision by the previous administration so mm-hmm. Um, the dam was torn out. The election was on November seventh, and the dam was torn out November eighth. So, I mean, that, there's that. You know, um, so dam got torn out one day after the election, and then so after I won, people. Because I mean, I, I realize this as I spent more time. Like people don't really understand how local government works. All no, the way, they don't. Know? So they, they they saw that I won mayor, and they saw that the that the dam was torn out the next day. So they thought I did it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so they were just stopping me like. I've never seen government move that fast. Yeah, right. There's yes. no way. Not at all, man. So, <laughs> hadn't taken office yet. Yeah, hadn't taken office yet. So they're like, Yo, why'd you take the damn down? All this kind of stuff. Um, so I caught a lot of heat for that, even though it wasn't my responsibility and I didn't do it. But on the positive side, um, due to the different rains and the and the snowfall, the, the water start flowing again, you know. Yeah. So I'm hoping that um, our, over the time, time span that the engineers predicted, which was two years, that it will be at a constant stream of flowing and that we'll be able to do different projects to beautify that area. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think there was lack of information yeah. to the public of why things were done mm-hmm. uh, to the dam. So it was, it was my understanding that um, our, the, uh, I can't remember the name of the system, what they call it, the gate or whatever they call it, maybe the levee, it was, it was broken. Right, mm-hmm. and, and in order to fix it, it was like anywhere between like five hundred to a million dollars to get it in back operational. So the option was from the state is you either fix your dam or tear it out. And to tear it out, I think we spent like three hundred and some odd thousand to tear it out. Um, and so, the, so the state had a I don't know what the timeline length of the mandate was. Either you fix what you have for that half a million to a million dollars, or we're going to come and make you tear it out. And not provide any assistance because with that three hundred and some odd thousand dollars we spent to tear it out, the state provided us additional assistance. So it was really more expensive than that. Right. So it it was it, we, they put us in a, a, a hard place where it was like, hey, are you either going to fix this or tear it out? We'll help you tear it out financially, and we're not, but we're not going to help you fix it. Yeah. So that administration decided to tear it out. So I'm guessing, because I do kind of understand a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing, had they have waited. And the state not have helped. 
mm-hmm. and they tore it out, that cost would have been passed yeah. on yes, to, to the taxpayer. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah and I don't know how much that is. Because, um, I mean, I guess I probably can go back and yeah, pull but the any documents. Raise, see, yeah. Yeah, see any raising yeah. taxes, they're going to be. Yes, then they'd be upset, right? So, yeah. I mean, who, who knows if I was in that situation, what trigger I would have pulled, what I would have decided to do. But, um I mean, it is what's done now. You know, yep. Some, somebody yeah. asked me, can I put it back? No, it's over. You know, yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah. Uh, mm. We were driving around North Marion yes, uh, yesterday or the day mm. before, and we drove over the bit, uh, bridge by the Matter Park and took a look over, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. I, I grew up, like, I remember going there with some friends and fishing. Yeah, man. It's, it's gone now, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really gone. I mean, and then just like all else, like people mm. people who are 10 years old now, I want to remember there was a dam. Right. So it's one of those things that, and this is another thing I find out about men. We get, so we get very attached to things, um, and it's hard for us to let go. Like, when I was campaigning, um, People were asking me, and they were genuine. They weren't being funny. They were genuine. They're like, hey, man, can you, you, we should get, bring RCA back to, to the city. And I'm just like, and at first, I was, at first, my initial response was like, man, what, what? That was 20 years ago, man. Like, they're not coming back. That, right. That's never coming back. It's over. But then as I really started analyzing where that's coming from, they were associating that with a time in man where there was prosperity and things were going well. Yep. So they're thinking, man, we want that back again. But they're not able to process. It's like it's like this traumatic response, right? Yeah. It's like we want this back again, so bring this back. So people get attached to things really easily, man. So it's now it's, they remember a better time. Yes, they remember a, a better time, or even just a different time, you know. Because um, now if I hear the stories about RCA, like people weren't working anyway. They were like clocking in and going to Good Time Charlie's, and yeah, so, so so was it better or just that, a different time? That right? was my yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah. was one of my first uh, adult out of high school jobs. Okay. Uh, I yeah. worked supplemental there for a couple of years and then yeah. got full time. So you could probably tell me if that's true or not. Well, I mean, we, there, <laughs> it, it, it was a union. It's so true. yeah, I mean, I, I, worked there too. I, I didn't go over a good time, Charlie's, but I remember like it was an hour on hour off, but some of that was heavy lifting. Yeah. Right. And you know, nobody ever tells you cause they always like to say, man, those were the good old days. But yeah. You don't know when you're in the good old days. That's true, man. You never know. So uh, yeah, and that's and, and Marion's not the only city that's that went, took a hit went like, through that. like yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's look, not look to say Marion can't bounce back, right? Well, yeah, and, man. And that's the way that's the way the work way on, that sure. it'll bounce back. It may not ever look the same, right? You know, so it may we may not never be the same. The, the industry that we had that version of it is not coming back yeah. right? right so by big industry still exists but not in the version that we're used to mm-hmm. so like yep. I, even myself so i was looking at that just kind of trying to check out history and at that time we had like seven factories man that had like rca had like four thousand people and uh dana had a thousand people um was one yeah Paul foster scm foster forbes so yeah, then I, so now i'm thinking okay so now they all left but mm-hmm. If you lose one of them, that's a big blow. So now, yes. so let's think about that. That's add them all together. That's probably eight thousand employees. So now, what's it look like now for us to try to recruit a hundred different businesses that have eighty employees? Mm-hmm. Instead sure. of and so now you lose one of them, you still understand it and feel it, but it don't it doesn't feel the same uh-huh. as losing one for four thousand people. Right. You know. Yeah. So now yeah. we got to diversify how much industry we have. Mm-hmm. So now, um, there's, there's a company who reached out to me who was interested in moving to the new. Two lock, the old two locks plastic uh, mm-hmm. spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got uh, twelve employees. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Well, so now if I can get 
20 of you guys. Now we right. got 240 people working. Mm-hmm. So I think people get in Marion, we're so used to um, one employer carrying thousands of people that we, ha- we got to have that same excitement for that one employer employing you know, right. 10 to 20 people because it's still job is still m- making the city grow. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, I, I want to jump back even further, though, in your family history. Yeah. The Weaver Settlement. Yeah, man. Man, yep. mm-hmm. this goes way back. Yeah, man. And so I got a lot of cousins, man. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> a lot of yep. cousins. A lot? Oh, man, more than that. You want to put a number on it? Dude, I would, I would yeah. if I was just a guest, man, the ones that I'm aware of are when I'm in the hundreds. <laughs> That I'm actually aware of. Yeah. And there's some I don't even know, man. You know, so yep. I, it's a big, humongous family, man, locally um, and, you know, around the United States. And, you know, I'm just I mean, excited to be a part of it. I, I, I learn more and more about the history every day that I didn't know. But one thing that, that stood out to me as a story was one point in time, the, my, the family had to settle in that space. Um, for those who don't know, I think it's out, out on... 37 or 9, mm-hmm. in that direction, yeah. mm-hmm. um, settled in that space because they weren't allowed to come into Marion, only in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So now to think that, um, you know, uh, one of their descendants is now the the leader of that city that uh-huh. they weren't world once not allowed to be in is, is pretty crazy, man. That is. That's, yeah. That's got to mean something, man, yeah, to I mean, you. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. Again, like, I don't get to internalize it all the way all the time, but – now saying it out loud as in this conversation is like yeah, wow. yeah 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 because yeah. like the dirt that you're walking on yeah the, the concrete the mm-hmm. the roads those weren't places they were allowed right now, yeah. and now yeah now you're in charge of it's crazy man it's, it's helping guide this yeah, city man. back to prominence yeah I mean. it's, it's a blessing man and i just every single day i realize that it's a privilege to be able to serve man because i mean yeah. i mean People could have not chosen me. God could have not have chosen me. But but this time, man, I'm super excited. I'm in the position that I am. Uh-huh. Just like you've said it before, depart the past, move toward the future. Yeah, yeah. man. We got to understand our past so we know where we came yes, from, but we yes. can't be bound by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah, you can't let it hold you back. Right. And I, I can see that you're not. Yeah. So when you go home... And I know that you're a girl dad, right? Oh man, me too, me too, dude. <laughs> yeah. I got three. I got. I, listen, I never win. <laughs> when when we're trying to decide where to go eat, yeah, I don't man. win. I don't win. I've just settled. I just let I let them pick. Would you like a water or anything? Oh no, I'm good, man. Okay, yeah. yeah. What do you do? To un- yeah, to unwind and recharge, man. As soon as I walk in the door, my uh, my one and a half year old who's just now starting to get her words together says, it's "Daddy, Daddy, Daddy." So it's yeah. just like a the instant. Soon, I mean, literally, as soon as I walk through the front door, that's what it is. So that's my unwind right there, man. It's just being around my uh, my wife and my two girls, and they're. It's really. I mean, I'm not gonna call it a second job, but it's like as soon as you finish up dealing with all the stuff in the day, you got to come home and like now it's time to be dad, man. Because they yeah. don't care. They don't care about what new business, what employee problems we had, what went on. <laughs> they they mm-hmm. can care less, right? They just want dad you know so i gotta be able to uh flip that switch man and become become the dad that they they're they're, they're superhero if you will yep oh listen you have a small window yeah i have a freshman in college i've got one in middle school Uh and my youngest will be one in march wow yeah (laughs) i i miss those days because now my oldest I'm not cool anymore. She yeah. used to look at me like I was Superman. Yeah. 
not cool anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I say things like that slaps, bro. Oh, she <laughs> Or uh, my, my, my middle child. Mm -hmm. If I listen to rap music too loud. Yeah. Or if I'm singing in the car to uh, some emo song. Yeah. Embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, I man. mean, embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you watch. This is going to happen to you. Yeah, oh, it's going to happen to you, too. Yeah. And, but my my she's getting ready to be one mm -hmm. man i was like i so blessed feel so blessed yeah to have that one more time yeah one more that this is it oh, <laughs> yeah one so more time try, try to spend i'm i mean yeah. I'm, I'm usually at home for every by bedtime at least all the time man to be able to um at least spend that time with them because you know i'm always busy running through all the times and my daughter's in dance class so I try to attend the recitals. I try to, you know, I try to be there as present as much as I can. Cause I mean, really, what's all this matter, man? If I, if I save the city and accomplish everything and lose my family, right. you know what I mean, so what, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Exactly. So I got, I got to remember to always put them first, and I try to make that a priority in my life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you're not just, you know, working to make this a, a marrying a better city mm -hmm. for everybody else, but you're. Your children yeah, also. Yeah, for my, for my kids, man. And, yeah. you know, you setting an example. Hopefully, out of that, you have a couple seeds that sprout from the Boys and Girls Club. That yeah. Say, I what Coach did, I yeah. want to do. Yep. You know, I, that's so. That's the hope, man. That's that's pretty cool, man. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, you got to sit down, man, and be like, man. Yeah, I need to sit down. You're yeah, probably right, take, man. The take, the <laughs> take, take the weekend. Take the weekend. And, and, and. Uh, throw the, throw a steak on the grill and just just chill yeah yeah just chill hey, hey, like, yeah, man. this is this is my moment yep. put on some post Malone congratulations yeah, just chill, yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah you're right man and yeah speaking of steak on the grill man it's been so nice here man it, it might be time oh, to throw some steaks on the grill I'm, I'm wearing shorts yeah. behind here man <laughs> <laughs> it's nice man hey, that's, it. that's what them anchors on TV do they just yeah they wear yeah. a sport coat and, and then put some yeah they got yeah. shorts on some basketball shorts yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I would definitely. I'm a shorts guy. Yeah. So as soon as it, if I think I can't, <laughs> if I can't see my breath, shorts. Shorts. Is all, that's <laughs> funny, man. Hey, but but that's also interesting because you know, like your exposure in different ventures, mm -hmm. that's equipped you and made you even more knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, people I, don't realize that. Mm -hmm. so, Learn as much as you can. Yeah, I, from every, I mean, again, so I graduated with a music degree, man. I, uh -huh. This was not yeah. in my. I, <laughs> so I, I went from music, man, to um, I was a, a worship leader at a church. I started my two businesses. I ran the Boys and Girls Club. I ran a, another organization called Locally uh, Youth for Christ for McCullough and Justice, mm -hmm. and then um, then become a mayor. And all these things stacked up to be. To prepare me for this position, right. uh -huh. you know, some people just get right into politics, and it was cool. You know what uh -huh. I mean? But I was able to bring like a diverse thought to this area, and then I think it really helped me out. That's that's amazing. That's that's and that's because you know, you know the scooters. Yeah, of course you started that, and then that. Tell me about your event center. I guess I really didn't realize that, that you had that. And where where is this downtown? Yeah, downtown Marion, one two three East Third Street. So I I had start started that in two thousand. 21, which would have been, I think, August 2021, and uh, I, went, I started it with a partner at, that, at the time, and I had called, I was headed back from Disney World with my um, wife and my um, daughter, one at that time, one daughter at the time, and I was listening to the podcast, and once somebody had brought up that 
you know, event centers or a way to, you know, make money. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, Marion doesn't have one downtown. So uh-huh. I called up one of my friends and we went on that venture and started one and opened it downtown Marion. Now I own it by myself. Um, but it's, uh, man, it's, it's, it's fun, man, because you get to provide, again, you're providing services for people. Yeah. It's a challenging business because, you know, like with the scooters, if it, if I'm not performing the best at that moment, I just move them to a different location or yeah. right. the event center is stuck in that spot. So you yeah. got yeah. to <laughs> advertise it. You know? True. But, yeah, it's cool, man. I, I, really, I, I enjoy doing it. So as a businessman, you, you're heavily into analytics, right? All day, man. <laughs> All day, every day? Yeah. Okay. So y- you know the market. Uh, and, and you're probably looking at market segmentation and and mm-hmm. trying to decide who your your target demographic is. Yeah. Did you know when you got those scooters that it was just going to explode like that? Because during the summertime, yeah, I see everybody. Oh. So it is. I had no idea. So when I, I started that business, I had to just pure. I, so me and my wife were on our one year anniversary in Nashville. And we were staying in, like, the Vanderbilt area, and we needed to get down to, like, Broadway, where all the action was. Mm. And I sweat a lot. So Nashville heat, man. I started walking, and I'm just, like, drenched in, like, two minutes, you know? <laughs> so I seen somebody fly past me on the scooter. This was 2018. So I asked him, like, man, how are you doing that, man? And they said, download the app. I'm like, man, what app? You know? so, so we walked somewhere to finally found somebody to stop one. The company was Bird. So we downloaded the app, and we rode all night. Man, I had so much fun with me and my wife there. I'm like, man, how cool would it be to start something like that in small town Indiana? At that time, man, I did no research. I did no market study. I did none of the stuff that I now know I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I was just like, man, I got to get that experience that I had to other people. So I, I then, so I, then I found the research I did do was what company, what apps, all that kind of stuff. So I stumbled across a company, ordered some scooters, started with six, and then started in Marion, man. Then, then the rest, the rest was history. So now our operations are. So now I know what my target demographic is now. Since I've been in this, mm-hmm. yeah. is the, that that. 17 to 20, 25, mm-hmm. they ride nonstop, right? right? So I end up was able to get a deal with Ball State. So I moved wow. all my majority of my operations to Ball State's campus, and that's where we function out of. Wow. Yep. So, hey. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, man. So that crazy. is awesome. It was a crazy situation, man. Cause, yeah, you never, I mean, because then when I was trying to start it, like, nobody believed in it, man. It's like one of those, oh, man, nobody's going to ride a toy. Right? <laughs> I mean, no, nobody thought it would work, man. So now, to now see that, it, that it, to here we are, that was 2000. This is about to be the fifth season, man. So I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you're always going to have those naysayers. And yeah. sometimes you're, your own worst enemy is yourself because yeah. when yeah. we started this, I was like, I just blurted it out. And then I thought to myself, hey, ain't nobody going to listen to me flap yeah. my lips. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then sure enough, it, Teddy was right. Mm-hmm. Good job, Teddy. Hey, man. <laughs> we didn't do a market study either. Yeah, man. So, sometimes <laughs> you just got to go for it. Man, yeah, you know? I mean. And me, because like, you talk to, like, business professionals, or even now, if I was giving somebody advice, I probably would tell them to yeah. do a study, yeah, like, you know, do all, put a business plan together and all that kind of stuff. But that's yeah. not what I did. I just went for it, man, and then yeah. it, it ended up working out. So You know, yeah, Michael I, Jordan's right. You miss 100% of the shots you man, don't take. You got to shoot, man. man. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, I was always taught that. Yeah. Don't live with regrets. Yeah, man. Some, Sometimes some people, you got to risk it. Yeah, man. Some people get stuck in that phase of like uh, what I like to call analysis paralysis, where they yep. analyze everything and then just don't do anything. Yep. Just stuck, you yep. know. So That's, I think if you, if you just go for it, man. I, I heard somebody say on, I think I was watching an interview or a podcast that said that 95% of the decisions you make are like reversible. Like you can like walk in, like, oh, it didn't work, try, do something else, try again. Yep. It's only 5% that are like, 
you make that decision and it's final. So, yeah. So, but those 95%, the other 95%, just go for it, man. Just uh-huh. keep going. Yep. You, you can reverse it. But it's, it's the, that 5% you got to slow down and really think about, uh-huh. you know. And yeah, so. And, and sometimes you got to learn from failure. Yeah, man. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah. You're knocked down, get back up. It's mm-hmm. not how many like times you get knocked down. Yeah, man. Because yeah. like you can tell right now the mayor, you know, he's, he's visionary. And that's, that's awesome. You got to go for things, man. So, yep. I mean, it came out last night at the city council. So, there's some land right next to um, TJ Maxx and Marion. It's just open, man. And I'm like, I just woke up one night. I mean, man, what did the city of Marion own that and just tried to get some people to develop there? So, Something. I was like, man, I contacted the owners and uh-huh. just, just go for it. I and mean, worst yeah. thing that happens is they say no or right. something. Don't exactly. go. <laughs> yeah, got, that's true. He's got to I've been t- Yeah, that's I've been so told true. no before, too. Yeah. 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 Right? So that's, yeah, that's. So, do you have a big, a big idea for Marion? Um, I and got, I know you yeah. don't want to let cats out of the no, bag. No, I mean, I, I can say what I can. We, we got a few, man. There's, I, I can give you some areas, man. That there have been a few people that have contacted me about the 6918 uh, exit right there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to bring some businesses. There's been, um, I've tried, I've talked to a few developers about our riverfront area about bringing some down there. And I've talked to um, some people about developing the space I was just talking about, the land next to uh, TJ Maxx area. So those are kind of my three, like, hot spots. So 6918, downtown, and south are the kind of areas I'm thinking about. And then as far as central, man, man, we got we got so much gyms down there that just needs to be cleaned up. Yeah. Right? The streets need to be cleaned up. The sidewalks need to be fixed. Um, the street signs. I mean, I, I make a big deal about this all the time, yeah. man. But you, you, you don't know how raggedy you look. Where your street signs are falling apart. Like I drove, driving over here, all these street signs over here was fine. Yeah. You know? So it's just, yeah. it's just like you look, you look raggedy. I mean, without taking care of small things, man. I think that um, you have to build a foundation, and when you when you show that you can take care and be faithful with small things, and more and more things, and more and more blessings will roll in. Well, that's that's kind of like you know downtown Marion. There's that's it's booming anymore. Yeah, with man. A lot of the small they, businesses down going, there. Man. I mean, that's there's yep. some nice. You it's know, almost nice like a, stuff down yeah, there. it's yep. like a village down there. You yep. just you can go to, isn't there an axe throwing? Yeah, yes, yep. yeah. And then you can five go get points. tacos. Yeah, five yeah. point axe throwing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can get barbecue. You can get oh, ice yeah. cream, coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, everything. You can go to an event. You can host an event downtown. There you go. You know, that's, uh, that's, so you can also go to jail. So, 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 so. <laughs> <laughs> we can get everything uh, you want, right? <laughs> well, uh, then you go out south and in the west, and that's just. That's just a beautiful campus. Yeah, man. I mean, yep. man. Yeah, and they've been—they're um, doing a lot better now too, man. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. for them. I, I've met with the president this this weekend. They have some exciting things coming down the docket that I'm looking. That I'm super excited to be a part of. So that and, is and so cool, man. I tell cool, people all the time. I said, if you want to go watch some some really good athletic events mm-hmm. at a low cost, yeah. right there, man. Out there, man. Some, some high talent. Now, I mean, it football is. and basketball. Yes. You know, yeah. So. Boys and girls yeah. basketball. Yeah. The boys and girls basketball team, man. Yeah. The women's volleyball was national yeah. champions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so some good things happening out there. It's just, I mean, it's, there's good things happening all over, man. We, right. have, we have to do a better job of telling the story. Yeah. Like, something negative happens to man. Like, uh, so it's all over. Oh, man, like, there's some <laughs> negative stuff that went down yesterday. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah, you probably seen it. I ain't even going to say what it is. Yeah. I lied. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, that man, that got, like, 2,000 shares, I man. <laughs> but you now something good happens, you nobody talks about it. You know, so it's, it's a weird thing, man. That's what it, I was going to say. You know, 
bad news makes the news before it gets. Yeah, man. Yep. So, I, mean, yep. I think it's the human condition. We just like so to, unfortunate, man. Like yeah. like the mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been guilty of it. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I see two people arguing on Facebook, I break out the popcorn. <laughs> I start reading the comments, <laughs> laughing. And, Honey, yeah, look, look yeah. what. I don't even know who this guy is, but I'm like, look at this guy. Right. He, yeah, man. This is so. funny. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I read something today and I wrote it down because it say, it, and this could go for you because it mm -hmm. says, as leaders, we need to let individuals flourish where they are best at. Yeah. And what they love to do. That's true, man. And that's that kind of. Yep. And encourage them. You, like, I yeah, encourage them to be that. successful with their, what they're doing, man. So as a mayor, like, obviously coming into this, I don't have, like, there's no, like, job description or something. Like, I just yeah. walk in, yeah. right. and nobody tell me where to sit, who to call, what to do. I could just go. I, true, after you get elected, you can really just stay at home and just sleep all day. What is, what's somebody going to do? Yeah. You, know, uh, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're stuck with whoever you choose for four years. Yeah. So yeah. I was trying to sum, uh, summarize what the job is for me. I kind of put it in these three things. So it's... um. You are a visionary, mm -hmm. connector, and a cheerleader, right? So you set a vision, yeah. you connect the right people around each and everything to make things happen, and then you then you push people and cheerlead them and make sure they take things. Wow, yep. yeah, I like yeah. it. Yep. Uh, yeah, because good leaders put other good leaders in positions to yeah. be successful. You, you, I. Would you assess the mayor as being a really good coach who puts the right personnel? Yeah. In position according to their what they're successful at, yep. for them to shine yep. and make the whole team just unstoppable. Yeah, man, that's exactly what it's like, man. Yep. Okay. All right. Or I would say the mayor is the general, the GM. So we're doing sports. The mayor's the GM. Yeah. Uh -huh. The coaches I pick are my um, department heads. Right. Okay. And then they and then yeah. they go around like go around like that. So yeah, man, it's the more the less. I gotta be careful how I say. The less that you see the mayor doing something, and the more you see this team being successful, that's when you know we're winning, right? Yeah. So you gotta build yeah. that culture where the team is being successful. I totally, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually on down the road, you're gonna have to have some tough talks. <laughs> what, what, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's not gonna be picking up their their their. Their job. Somebody's not. Oh gonna, man! You, you, every it, every day, man. It's every tough, day. I mean, you. Would, so some things that surprise me about the job. I, I get sued every day for something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get sued every day. Yeah. Um, there's always for some, real. Yeah, literally, <laughs> man. I mean, even though, I mean, so every time yeah. somebody sues, man, is my name. I'm, yeah. I'm the first on the ticket. They okay. All right. You know what I mean? So. Um, was that a surprise to you? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, man. So, uh, yeah, so I get sued all the time, man. And tough talks, I mean, like, you'll be surprised how many, um, like, daily tough decisions that mayors have to make. And even cities for the size of Marion, you know, we got 27, 28,000 people. Yeah. There's some daily tough decisions that you got to say yes or no to that, that like, that have to become, like, second nature. Because yeah. um, whether, it's, I mean, whether it's employee issues, whether it's um, – Street issues, whether it's contract issues, you know, whether oh, yeah. it's, um, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that, man. That's where it falls back up to the mayor to say yes or no. Now there are some things that people think the mayor has power to do that I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, again, I'm pretty certain that I remember I had a government class mm -hmm. in high school. Yeah, and I had a little bit of a gist of what our government officials right. can do. 
I never called anybody up and said, hey, uh, Mayor, this pothole in front of my house, I've yeah. had enough of it. Yeah. It's filled the day. Because that's not how it works. Dude, the, <laughs> or the, somebody called me this week, and they had a bad experience at Taco Bell South in Mayor. <laughs> And they called me and wanted me to discipline Taco Bell employee. I'm, and I just listen. I'm a nice fella, you know. What I, mean? I listen to what yeah. I said, but I'm like, man, come on, man. Like the America, I can't do that. That's not. I don't own Taco Bell. I'm sorry they messed up your Gordita crunch. Yeah, man. Like, so it's just. Yeah. I, so, they so, messed up mine too. Somebody asked me to get their cousin off probation. You know what I mean? So, so it's the stuff that I mean. And, and again, I, I, at first it was making me upset. Like, man, why are y'all? What's wrong? What's wrong with y'all? But then I just realized that people just don't know right. the functionality. So I got to yeah. do a better job, or leaders just have to do a better job of educating what the what the functionalities of the role is. Yeah. So now that you know, you've had time here, a short time. What would you, what would you like? What's your highs and lows? Since being in office, highs and lows, man. I think that. One thing is like no matter, I, like I hit the ground running, and we're doing a lot of successful mm-hmm. things really quickly. And no yeah. matter what you do, man, people always complain. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that truth I had to internalize. Facts. I had to internalize, man, is that you know I could bring the world. I could have Elon Musk build a Tesla factory in the middle of Mary, and somebody still be like, oh, "Why did you do that? We hate that. We hate lithium cars. batteries." Yeah, yeah, you know. So, yeah. so, so, so it's like so. I, I, you had to be comfortable in who you are and the decisions you make, and not worry about. Um, what people are going to say. So that's the, that, that I, had, I had a low on that for a moment because I was so, like, we, I had, I forgot what we did, man. It was something that had never been done before. Um, I, it might have been the situation of we uh, digitized all of our bills. So like, currently, before I came into office, if you wanted to see, it would pay everything by checks, man. Like, every, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the bills in like a, a shoebox, not literally a shoebox, but uh, like a, like a all paper, everything paper. So I, yeah. we've been going through and digitizing things and, and as soon as I put that out there, somebody's like, oh, why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. Or I say, mm-hmm. we um, we remodeling City Hall where that hadn't been done since 79. Oh, wow. And people are like, oh, we, why are you wasting money on that? It's like, yeah, so it's like, no matter, no matter what you do. Yeah. yeah. Or, or we announced that, you know, I'm cleaning the city, so I called it Clean City Marion 2.0. And somebody said, oh, well, Marion's never going to be clean. It's always a dirty city. We can't be clean. It's like, you know. So <laughs> at, at first it affected me, man, because I was reading the comments, man. I was listening to the naysayers, man, but then, the more and more I realized, I talked to some other mayors and other leaders. Actually, Mayor Rock, who's been a great mentor for me through this process, he was like, man, no matter what you do, man, somebody's always going to complain. And it's usually, right. he said it's usually only 5 or 10, five to 10% of the people anyway. And it said other people who are supporting you are usually more silent. Just right. keep doing your thing. Yep. Man, so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, you know, mm-hmm. like your relationship with, with Mayor Rock. Man, he's been and, great and, to me, man. And like, Mayor Goins over here at Jonesboro, it's his yeah, first term now. Yeah, so. man. So Mayor Rock has been great to both of us, but yeah. I know specifically me, Mayor Rock, every time I call him, text him, he's always there answering, man. Um, we did an event together. I don't know if you've seen about the um, – we, we predicted that. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. you know, obviously mayors control the weather anyway. So we, so we decided that <laughs> – So the, yeah. reason why, the reason why it's nice outside is because we decided that, hey. that, that thing, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. You know, you, you know what he's trying to do. He's trying to lull you into a bet when we when we play each other in school. And so we did one. We did one for the first for the basketball game. Oh, did you? And he lost, so he had to buy. He had to buy me. We, I forgot where he took me to, man. Uh, where were we at? Train, train station cafe in Marion, man. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our next bet is going to be for football season, probably. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, man. I, I, you know, 
I can tell you're gonna you're gonna make a difference. You're Thank gonna. You. Yeah. Yep. And you you know what? You even just coming here to the garage Man. said a lot to me yeah, and Ted because yes. I, I'm gonna be honest. Because uh-huh. I, I don't want to say I know you, but like we've had an interaction yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I, I didn't know if we were gonna go there. Yeah. But when you said I'll come there, I was like, man, yeah. that is that is cool. Yeah, yeah we, man. Yeah, we like that, and we hope you know you had a good time. It was a great time, man. And, I, and you guys had a great show and a great platform and a great setup, man. It's not yeah. a lot of people that have professional setups, man. So I was glad to be a part of a, a people who take their craft seriously, man. So yeah. I, I, I love doing that. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I'll tell you right now, we were psyched. Yeah, man, we were yeah, psyched. We were very excited. He, we, it's just. We've had a guest on that knows you, Jordan Barry. Yeah, uh, Jordan. J- yeah. J- Jordan's man. She's always a fun. She was actually in my wedding, man. So was she? My, she's one of my wife's uh, bridesmaids. She yeah. um, yeah. she's been on both seasons. Okay, that we've had. And this uh-huh. year, she brought her brother with her. This okay. year, bro- she brought yeah, her brother. Yeah, but yeah, she she's a. Uh, I, I, there's something about that kid. And I say mm-hmm. kid. She she's not. Yeah. But she's a kid to me. But <laughs> <laughs> she's, I don't know. She She's very, she knows what she wants. Yeah. She's She knows she's going to be successful, and you mm-hmm. can just tell nothing's going to stand yeah, in her way. that's good, man. Yeah, she's a, And she's I get good. that vibe from you. Right on, man. I yeah, appreciate I you. So, that's, yeah. you know, I, when you got the community at heart, I don't think nothing's going to stop right. you, dude. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. It's a great, great show, great platform, and. Yeah, I have to, you have to get me back next time. Absolutely. Yeah, Love man. Yeah, I so. do have to ask you one question. Yeah. Though. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Okay. If you could sit on a park bench with anybody just to have a conversation, who would it be? Mm. Oh, man. That's, that's Don't a, say Teddy because he's right here. That's the hardest one, man. Park bench with anybody to have a conversation. I would probably choose – Hmm. It's tough, man. I would have to go with um I'll probably go with Martin Luther King, man. Yep. And the reason why is because it's hard to find someone who's dealt with the burden of trailblazing in that magnitude, right? So I mean we talked about all the glories of all this kind of stuff, but there's still a lot of mental and a lot of stress and a lot of things that come with walking in a path that no one else has done before. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and I think he's done it on he did it on a, a, a mass scale. So I would love to hear just um, how he dealt with it mentally, how he dealt with, with his family, how he was able to internalize. Because all the hate I get it was him was probably a, a million times oh, worse. Man. You know what I mean? So so so, so how, how do you internalize it? You know what yeah. I mean? So obviously he didn't deal with social media of it, but it still yeah. it still was a lot worse. You know what I mean? So I, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him specifically about the his mental space when he was doing all what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was kind of fearless and dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... like they was threatening. They was threatening. Ain't nobody yeah. threatening to kill me yet, you know? Or right. once, you know what I mean? But ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't, nobody, ain't nobody done it on like a consistent basis with with real action behind it, you know? So yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it, I, what jumped out to me right there is what you said. You know, talk to somebody about walking the path that nobody has before. Yeah, yep. that's that's. Teddy, cool. that was a hard question. That was, that was, I was the hardest one there, of the night, man. Yeah. I was thinking to myself who who it'd be. Yep, that was the most challenging one. Man. <laughs> that was thank you so much for yeah, taking the time. Man, man, again, we, we greatly appreciate you.
It's sponsorship shout-out time, Ted. As always, we want to thank Rookies, Inc. For all your apparel needs, www.rookiesinc.com or call Steve Horn at 765-536-2726. Quick turnaround, quality products. He's got a shop uptown Gas City now. Oh, yeah, in beautiful downtown GC. Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0 Residential Commercial Properties. She's a realtor for you, Teddy. Yes, she is. She's been one a few times for me. <laughs> 765-661-4821. Mama Pearson Soporium. Go get your smell good on, man. That's the place to go, I'm telling you. I know. Good people. And for all of your quality fencing and decking needs, call Backyard Builder, more specifically, Eric Skeens at 765-667-5974. Want the best? Call the best. That's right. They got fencing down to a science. Jonesy's Lawn Care, residential and commercial lawn services, now providing golf cart maintenance. Call Jeremy Jones at 765-667-5097. Get the fade or the buzz cut. <laughs> Alt House Auto Body and Towing. If your car won't go and you need a tow, call Scott Watson at 765-348-2414. Or you had a crash and your car looks like trash. Call Scott Watson at 765-499-1534.